So this is a uh, special bourbon we are mm. drinking today mm. for Matt's birthday. That's cheers right. to Matt. Yeah, cheers to me. Raise the Glen Carnes high. Glen Carnes. All right, All right so what on. are we having? Should we talk about it? So wanted to get Matt, I wanted to get Matt something special, but Matt's a hard guy to buy for. And when I was at the liquor store getting some stuff for- Cognac. Yeah, some cognac. We'll tell you about that later. Uh, that was a disaster. I have thoughts on that. So yeah. Well, believe me, I am agreeing with you on that. <laughs> Let's move on on Matt's special day. Okay, but uh, I would just ask. I was looking for like a, a nice bourbon, and you know, I was asking if they had anything tasty in. And the guy pointed out that they had their private selection in, which I've had a private selection before from Maker's Mark, but it was from the distiller. Mm-hmm. But this is the you know the liquor store. That's their store pick. They picked the staves out. You know, everything. If you look on the back of the bottle, Matt, it shows you what flavor staves. Yeah, they, so we've got been. five baked American pure, two, three makers, 46, and two roasted French mocha. And it's Ooh. 109.8 proof, so very high proof. So what makers does is they will distill it in the barrels, you know, for how, you know however many years that, that they want that to age. Mm-hmm. And then they'll do nine months of finishing it mm. with those staves. So let's try it. All right, here we go. That is so good. It does not bite like I was expecting 109 proof to bite. No. Yeah. That is light. Yeah. That is good. It has like, um, like when you're smelling it, it almost has like a banana uh, foster's smell to it. Yeah. Yeah. It smells super sweet, but it and doesn't caramel. taste super sweet. No. Like it's good. Those French mocha staves. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> hey I love that. I want to take, take, take one more sip. Get the second sip. It's like dessert in a yeah. Glen Cairn. <laughs> That'll work. That's good. All right, let's get started. Extremely good. Let's do this. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to That Reload Podcast. We are happy to have y'all here today. I'm your host, Joel. We got the entire crew here in person outside of Reload Headquarters. Uh, so if you hear some stuff in the background, uh, that is why, because we are outside enjoying the beautiful weather. Right to the left of me, the resident cook, the man himself, Jeremy, the kitchen white law. Meh. <laughs> not going to ever get over that. Every time. Every, Every time. <laughs> uh, sitting across from me is our pit master and producer, the man who tickles all the clips, Matt, <laughs> Mr. Matt Farr. <laughs> levels, levels. And last but not least, the backbone of the show, the sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. Start calling you Triple S. Triple S. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like a wrestling name. I know. <laughs> like <Yeah>. WWE. <laughs> like some Vin Diesel Triple X. So, we get, <laughs> so we've got a pretty, uh, I'm really excited about this episode today. One, because you guys are all here. Uh, two, because we've got an epic biscuit battle that's going to be coming up. Jeremy and Matt throwing down. I cannot wait for that to happen. Um, but we're getting to that later in the podcast. We're also bringing back the segment pouring on the podcast, not porn, pouring on the podcast. And, uh, that's uh, (laughs) porno podcast. That's right. (laughs) So, uh, anyways, let's get into some catch up. We got some things, we got some things to talk about. Uh, Jeremy, I want you to go first. You have something you wanted to talk with us about. Yeah. Joel and I both have uh, some catch up things from last episode. Uh, some specific things that we wanted to cook and try out that we're going to re uh, talking about today. Uh, mine was the, uh, mango white claw pizza from blaze pizza. Uh, mm. Spencer Kirksey official, uh, recommended this one to us. And I have to say, 
I was impressed. It was a hundred percent. It was it really? was all there. It was a fantastic pizza. The ingredients on it were really good. Um, so it was a um, a red sauce and mozzarella pizza with pepperoni, pineapple, red bell pepper, jalapeno, and then finished with arugula after it was cooked. And then for the pizza dough. I did 75% hydration with um, with uh, mango white claw and the other 25% with uh, water, like you'd normally do with your sourdough. And I can't say that you could you couldn't really taste mango in the crust, but like I would argue that you also can't taste mango when you drink the white claw. So I really didn't <laughs> no find that surprises. to be yeah, no surprise there. But when you opened up the container that I was storing the sourdough in, you could smell mango in there. That's crazy. Really? And like when I was baking the pizzas, you could smell the alcohol burning off as you're baking them. And it, it, it came out to be a really good pizza. I'll back up a little bit. You completely lost me on the the seventy five twenty five hydration. So um, the uh, the sourdough, you know, it's uh, flour, water, salt, yeast is what it's made from. Uh-huh. Uh, you have your starter, you have flour that you mix in, you a little bit of yeast, a little bit of salt, and then normally you would add in water. Uh, this recipe, I think, it was six hundred and forty grams of water, something like that. So seventy five percent of that, about five hundred grams or so of white claw. And ah. then the the rest of it was water. So it was mostly white claw that hydrated the dough. All right. So we talked about this on the last podcast mm-hmm. and I thought it was just a, a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that the white claw brought an element to the pizza? Besides, I mean, all their toppings sound amazing. Yeah. But do you think the white claw made it pop? So when you're eating that pizza, all of those toppings on there, um, it's an incredible combination of flavors. You have, like, I'm not a big fan of pineapple on pizza, but you have that jalapeno to set it off. You have that red bell pepper. You have the uh, the peppery arugula on top. You have the pepperoni in there. Um, so with all that going on, uh-huh. you don't really taste that. But when you go to bite into the crust, it's a little bit different than what you would normally have, which, Is you know- lighter? I wouldn't say lighter. It just has like an underlying flavor to it mm. that you wouldn't normally have if you just use water. Just all, like the aroma of the mango, maybe a little bit. N- not even that. Just okay. all all of the ingredients that, that are in that seltzer when you uh, when you drink it. You know the minerals, the this science, you know, all, yeah, different stuff like that hmm. adds a little bit of um, complexity to the flavor. And then um, little pro tip: whenever mm. I make pizzas, I brush the crust with um, melted butter and then sprinkle yeah. on. Um, 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 powdered garlic all, all around it so a little extra on there but it was really good my question is was the crust did it have like a sweetness to it you know that the mango added no not no. really it, it like it's hard to explain it had a little je ne sais quoi just something a little different to it that's that, hot um, say that again <laughs> Je ne sais quoi. I think I think we're just gonna have to get you to make them for a future episode. I was gonna say that. To Would you it. make it again? You know, it's almost like we had like a pizza pod planned um, <laughs> pre-pandemic. <laughs> shout out Straw What Barbecue. Straw What. Uh, Straw What. Josh Hickman. Um, <laughs> Would you make it again? Yeah, you totally. Would? Like, it actually has inspired me. I would like to use um, different beers and stuff. Like, I've made uh, sourdough bread by itself with, um, like, 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 like a bourbon-aged beer before mm-hmm. as part of the hydration, and it's been really good. Um, now, when I made the pizzas, I also made a loaf of bread with the same dough. Ooh. And it just tasted like regular Pandy Campaign. Um, it had a scent to it. But nothing, nothing but crazy. That, that's no an ele- that's an element, though. I yeah. mean, like if I'm eating something. Nine times out of ten, you smell it before you bite it. So mm-hmm. I mean, that creates yeah. a sensory. But do you really want something to stick out like like 
like that. Like the best part about like adding crazy ingredients, uh, shout out to what we're going to talk about next. Oh. Usually you can't pick those out. You want it to just come together and mm-hmm. round the flavors out. Which I feel like the White Claw probably did that. It wasn't an overly strong beverage that just overpowered the bread and that yeah. was the only thing that you Kinda tasted. Added. Yeah, which, I mean, you could you could make the case that it's a little bit gimmicky and stuff, but it's, it's a fun way to use a different ingredient without uh, bulldozing over the entire thing. That's and true. speaking of bulldozing um, flavors, <laughs> I think, Joel, you have an update. And I'm... Man, Man. So my um my cook that me and Stacy did. Well, last week we talked about how we were gonna venture with a new wild game recipe. Yeah. So I um have had some venison livers in my freezer, and we decided that we were after seeing someone's post that they rant and raved about this amazing liver pate recipe. I've never had liver pate. Um, I've never um cooked it. Whatever. But it was this fun outside of the box thing that me and Stacy wanted to do, and we did it last night. And mine did not go a fraction as good as Jeremy's. And he did. is tolerant with flavors. Now listen, there's I have eaten a lot of shit in my life, um, a lot of bad stuff, a lot of good stuff. Bugs, bugs, weird I, parts I, of animals, live live bugs, weird parts of animals. I mean, just just crazy things, and nothing has grossed me out more. Than what I smelled and tasted last night. Yeah. The most putrid. Now it started out, it smelled and tasted really, really great. Like, I'm sorry. I, I just said tasted, not tasted. Yeah. Um, it smelled really good. Like we Before were you blended the, it. Before we blended it. So, so like the shallots and the butter bacon. and the mm-hmm. bacon and, and, and the liver. Like it had a really clean meat smell. Like back, I, I me, enjoyed it. Let me back you up. So what we did with the liver is I ice bathed it for 24 hours. I changed the water out three times. Okay, that's mm-hmm. pulling a lot of that blood that's, that's left over inside the liver. I'm going to kick that guy's ass with the miter saw behind me if he didn't stop. Um, it could be a table saw. Whatever. Uh, it's probably a miter saw. Yeah, so anyways, <laughs> then we did 24 hours in a buttermilk bath. Um, rinsed all that off. The liver looked beautiful. It smelled. Clean. It smelled delicious. Um because I've had liver. I love liver. Even like, when he was cooking it in the um, cast iron pan with, with the bacon and the shallots, like... We were it's, like, this is going to be money. This is going to be money. We put it in that effing blender, and we put all that crap in he there. He popped the top. And it just- And I didn't even put two and two together. I heard him go, what? And I said, what? And he was like, it's terrible. And I said, now, hold on a second. Do it, that again. I, no, I literally smelled it, and I looked at it first, and it looks like vomit. I think the technical term for that is a blender fart. A blender, a bl- a blender fart. Oh, yes. that's a good. That's a good. Yeah. Is that French? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's French. This comes from the <laughs> original French. It was a meat milkshake. I mean, so, ugh. but no, like, so I smelled it. I was like, oh god, I, I don't know. Maybe this is part of the process. Uh, I stuck it all the way through, guys. And once you got all the, you poured the butter in slowly while it's blending, got all that jazz going. But there was balsam, white balsamic vinegar. There was Dijon mustard. There was snipped thyme. Anchovies. Ancho- the four anchovies. Ugh. Which we tasted those. Um, no. that We she, tasted those raw. It was so salty. Very, very savory. And You've savory. had a lot of anchovies in my cooking before. You just didn't realize it. Well, uh, no, I, I thought the anchovy was going to be really good. Like, yeah. For, for the savory level. I really mm-hmm. did. But, and I don't, the anchovy is not what ruined this. I I did something wrong because there's no way. You, we we pate, followed it. There's no way that pate tastes like this. I think People it was too. People could not, you can't eat it. It's impossible to eat this. There was too many, there was too many elements to it. I think now one of your followers did reach out, which 
his DMs have blown up like crazy over this. <laughs> um, but somebody did say page 30 of the Meat Eater Cookbook. Try that. So that is our, our next task. We're doing it. I am going to try it again because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this damn thing. But, Jeremy, I know you have been chomping at the bit to kick me in the dick over the, my pate. Well, I'm just happy to kick you in the dick about anything, but <laughs> we'll just go with this one for now. Um, so, you told me you were going to do this. I watched your stories just this morning because yeah. you did it at, like, 1 a.m. last night. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Which probably doesn't help, like, the quality assurance on the dish. Yeah. Um, so, um, my go-to always when I'm doing something French is, you know, the American ambassador to French cooking, Julia Child. So, I looked up her pate, her okay. liver pate recipe. I think what you actually made was a liver mousse. Because a mousse has cream in it and it's whipped in a blender and it's much lighter. So I think technically what you made was a liver mousse. Okay. Um, and then I don't know where you went wrong. Um, the only thing I can think is um, the bleaching, um, you know, how you drained all the blood out of the liver. Maybe that was supposed to be an integral part of it. Um, but know. wild game blood isn't the same as like chicken blood because chicken livers are what are commonly used for that. Maybe the wild game is just too much is well, the only I, thing I can think. The thing is I've... I've I've ate, I've cooked, I've, I've made fried venison mm -hmm. liver before, and yeah. it was tasty. The texture was a little tough because I didn't, uh, I didn't give it an ice bath or buttermilk bath long enough. Yeah, but it tasted great. Yeah, this, uh, and I don't know, you guys haven't experienced this, but when am I in the past? If I've made a, a bad shot or somebody I'm hunting with made a bad shot on an animal, we call it a gut shot. Yeah. When you hit too far and you just blow, a gut. that's what it smelled like. It smelled like the inside of an animal's stomach mm -hmm. and just like bile. Yeah. That's what it smelled like. And I don't understand. I mean, eat, okay, I made a moose. I don't, I, but there's no way anybody could eat this. And that liver smelled great before we cooked it. So the liver wasn't bad. It was frozen. And we left it out on the front lawn and not even an animal ate it. <laughs> okay. We have rodents, birds, coyotes. No, nobody They're touched like, it. Nope. Um, so what you're saying is like, it's a good animal to turn. You can spread it around the house. Yes. And like, it'll keep all the critters That's away. It. Yeah. That's just good. put it up. The thing I want to point out is that I was watching your stories late. Actually, it was super early this morning when I got up and this is Joel who says and claims to not gag over anything. Mm -mm. And you were gagging the entire time you were mm -hmm. trying to force yourself to eat some of that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he was. It actually made me feel a little better about the Elkhart situation that we had several months ago. So there you, you go. And you we shouldn't did feel bring better. that up. You should because because that tasted delicious. We brought that up and we were like, can you imagine if we would have like tasted this on the air? Like the way that Joel was Hold gagging. Hold on, we got an aircraft carrier coming through here. Wow, that really picks up. <laughs> That's all right. But the way that Joel was gagging, I would throw money on it that you would have puked. Oh, sure. Yeah, there would have been actual, like, there contents of my stomach would have emptied. Yeah. If I had been forced to eat more than what I had ate, I would have thrown up. Like, mm -hmm. just the smell. He ate a crumb. Anyways. He ate a crumb of it. Now, I had a whole fork full. What a crumb. You crumb. had a crumb. Now, I think we need to find a local place <laughs> that makes their own pate in-house and try theirs to see what we're missing out That's on and idea. then circle back around to this idea. Yeah, it could just be that you don't like pate. No, 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 no. I think we need we need to try it from a, from a professional first and then circle back around to this recipe. Okay. Uh, but until then, I think we need to move on to our next uh, next right, segment. because I'm getting winded. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> and my lips are going numb. I need to eat some food. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's get into uh, our next segment, which is going to be Matt. We're going to do a, a short version, guys. We're changing things up today because we've got a really long podcast. But we're going to be bringing Reload Recommends to the front end. We're doing a, a what do you, what'd you call it? A shortened version. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, it's like an abbreviated version Thank of you. Reload Recommends. So uh, just like always, I'm going to start out with Matt's music real quick. So this week, we have Nashville-based country rock band called The Wild Feathers. Uh, these guys call Tom Petty, The Eagles, and Otis Redding their biggest influences. And I think you'll hear that in this song. So from 2018's Greetings from the Neon Frontier, this is Wildfire. Burning downtown to town like a wildfire Nothing feels better than being free Never slowing down, I'm a wildfire From California to Tennessee Grilling podcast. Uh, I'm sorry. This perfect grilling playlist. Yeah, for sure. That's that's kind of what. So I've got several criteria that I think of whenever I add something to this playlist. One is I want it to be something that most people haven't heard of. Uh, the other thing is I want it to genuinely be something that I think most people will like. So we kind of know what our target audience here uh, is like. And it, this is like you said. This is a playlist you want to crank up while you're outside grilling, while you're in the kitchen cooking, something yeah. like that. So. It's relaxing. Um, it puts you in a good mood. Just it gets you going. Good, feel good. Yeah, it's a good vibe drive. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, there we go. All right, Jeremy, um, I need to ask you, because this thing's been sitting here in front of me, and I have no idea what it is, but what's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? <laughs> my dick, my in, the dick box? in the box. Hey. <laughs> my dick in the box, girl. I was actually kind of going for like a seven reference there, but uh, yeah, that works too. Uh, let me just set this in my lap before I open it up. Uh, really, <laughs> I, if Jeremy you, has a box that he has had in front of him for the last 30 minutes, and we've all been staring at it. So, Jeremy, what's in the box? Guys, this is my, my Reload Recommends for the week. Um, this is probably my greatest recommends ever. Um, just below Avatar, The Lost Airbender. Um, just below. <laughs> I'm super excited to share this with you guys this week. It is the traditional French croissant. Oh, oh no. no. We, have a, we have a bakery here in Knoxville, Wild Love Bakery. Um, they were rated one of the top bakeries in the country, um, traditional pastries and such. So I grabbed a couple of traditional French croissants and pan au chocolate, so chocolate croissants, so that we could share those this morning. And that is my recommendation this week. Go out, find your local bakery, your local pastry maker, and get a real traditional French croissant. They are completely different than anything. I know Matt is fond of the uh, Pillsbury canned ones. Um, <laughs> Wrapped around a hot dog with some cheese and baked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're incredible. That's like comparing like a um, a dog turd to like a Wagyu steak. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the difference there. So uh, we are going to break, eat these, and we are going to come back with biscuits. Oh, yeah. Get ready for that, guys. When we get back, we are going to go into the biscuit Battle. What are we going to do? <laughs> Punch you in the face. All right, guys, we're taking a break. When we get back, it's going to be a biscuit battle between Mr. Matt Farr and the Kitchen White Law. It's going to be epic. Flaky versus drop. Really good flaky versus not so good drop. Oh, All right, let's go.
people that are in attendance. Fighting out of the left corner, from Knoxville, Tennessee, standing at six feet, three inches tall, repping the flaky biscuit style, I give you Jeremy the Bougie White And over in the right corner, fighting out of Saudi Daisy, Tennessee, standing at a whopping six foot, one inches tall, repping the drop biscuit style, I give you the one, the only, the tickler, Mr. Matt Fox! Levels, levels. And now, <laughs> for, the, for the biscuit battle, are you ready to rumble? How was that? Who's that the was good. Hey, who's the judges? The judges are me and Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the uh, epic uh, intro. All right. Okay, here we are. Biscuit battle going down. We got Jeremy Whitelaw versus Matt Farr. Drop biscuit versus flaky biscuit. Swap those because Jeremy's doing the flaky. Matt's doing the drop. Yep. Both are buttermilk, correct? Yes. Okay. Me and Stacey have not tasted any one of these. She's already breaking it in half, I can see. She's breaking mine in half. All right, let me tell you about mine while you try mine, guys. All right, let's go. All right, we have a layered flaky buttermilk biscuit. It is sweetened with a little bit of bourbon barrel-aged maple syrup from Watson's Barrel-Aged Syrup, topped with molten flaky salt. It has layers on layers on layers, which comes from shredding or freezing and shredding the butter and then folding that on the countertop and then cutting those biscuits and baking them at a very high temperature so that butter evaporates and expands spans and gives you maximum height. Hmm. I have to admit, they're better than I yours. was expecting it to be <laughs> sweet from the um, syrup, but they're not sweet at all. Mm. Nope. I love the finishing salt on it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very reminiscent of those croissants we had before the break. I was prepping your palate with those croissants. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm shocked. Your mind put them right there. <laughs> Usually with the layers... I'm like, I'm, I really love this. I love this. Like, usually with the layers, I, I'm not a big fan of, but it's very savory. The salt really brings a good... Um, crunch. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the um, you cooked it perfectly because the browning on the edges is very good crunchy. It's like a crunchy, <laughs> but then like soft in the center. That's how, very I, good. That's how I like it. I like a chewy biscuit. That's what, that, to whether me, that's I'm a doing, southern biscuit. Whether I'm doing mm-hmm. a, a buttermilk or I'm doing a, a flaky biscuit, which I've always leaned towards flaky anyways. I've mm. always leaned towards drop. But, um, but I, that like was the, very, I like, I like the, it better than I thought. I like the browning of the crunch on the outside and you get that soft, chewy center. And then the, all that richness comes through with the butter and the finishing salt. Mm. Cooked perfectly. Now, are you guys going to share these recipes? Yeah. Mine, yeah, definitely. Mine's actually okay. already on my website. Man. So okay. we can just point po- folks to farbecue.com. Uh, All right, yep. Matt. We'll do that, and then we'll um, like maybe post a picture and yeah. mm-hmm. send you guys to that link. You can find mine on the uh, Watson's Barrel Age Syrup uh, website. It's a collaboration I did with them. All right, next. All right, so Jeremy came in with a whopping knee to the face and a Superman punch. <laughs> Matt, what are you going to do? You, tell us about your biscuit. Sure. So I'm a firm believer that the less you... Um, touch your biscuit dough, the better off you're going to be in the long run, because I like a super tender biscuit, and that's why these are drop biscuits. There's no, um, not overworking the dough, the dough, you're not using a cutter or anything like that, and it's very simple ingredients. All it is is flour, buttermilk, uh, baking powder, and salt, uh, so it's just the right combination of everything dropped into a cold cast iron skillet that's been buttered and then in the oven at 425. Here's the kicker on that. The undercarriage on that. The <laughs> undercarriage. So crispy mm-hmm. and delicious. Mm. 
And you was, really get the tanginess of the buttermilk. So yes, I'm very particular about the ingredients I use. Yes. I am, will say this is, uh, this is very subtly, de- or not subtly, surprisingly deceiving because typically a flaky biscuit is lighter than a drop biscuit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this thing is, is light. It's crunchy. Super flavorful. You both of you have really hit the nail on the head with the crunch and the nice chew in the middle. It's like fluffy and tender on the top, and then you have like that undercarriage, like a little crispy mm-hmm. bo- browned bottom that's delicious. So this is my this is my opinion. I don't think it's a fair comparison because they're both two totally different styles of biscuits. They're both absolutely amazing. Probably the best biscuits I've ever ate in my life. Wow. Honest, honest and I'm not a big biscuit fan. For those reasons. Now, if this was sitting in front of me at a, like a restaurant, there's no. I mean, I'm pulling that basket. I'm pulling that basket in front of me. No ties. All right. I'm, so I have my assessment. I would tell uh, Jeremy, yours takes the cake on presentation all day long. <laughs> Admittedly, I still prefer the flavor and texture of mine over a flaky layer. I did quite a bit of homework leading up to this. I tried to make Jeremy's flaky layers at home. Except it didn't use all the ingredients. I left the syrup mm. out because I didn't want a sweet biscuit, but now I see that was a mistake because mm-hmm. it's not sweet in the final product. So, mm-hmm. um, Jeremy, yours takes the cake on presentation. I still prefer mine on flavor and texture. I'm not done comparing. <laughs> oh, you're still eating? <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to try yours again. All right. So, I'm with Stacy on the fact that this is a kind of an unfair battle here because you've got two completely different styles. So, it's a preference thing. Now, I will say this. If I'm having biscuits and gravy, I'm going with Jeremy's because it's heavier. It's going to hold up the gravy more. I'm going to get more of that, that dense chew out of it. Mm-hmm. If I just want a biscuit that I'm going to put some jam or some honey on, I think I'm going with Matt's. That being said, if I had to, had to pick one, if I had to pick it. Keep for the rest of your life. Rest, ooh, rest of your lifer? One, one more bite. <laughs> Matt's my winner. Man, just no lead up at all. Nope. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeremy. I'm going with Matt. Yes! All right, all right. Let me throw a wrench into it. Would you, like, Matt's is a drop biscuit. It's your quintessential drop biscuit. Would you say that's better than a red lobster biscuit? Because I think a, a drop biscuit can be so much more. Uh, this is an incredible biscuit. I love that tangy flavor. The crispy bottom to it is so good. Mm-hmm. But to me, like, well, let me tell That's you. not a drop biscuit. You could mix like shredded cheddar and like a garlic mm-hmm. butter. That would on be a game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this was, I have, this is specifically breakfast biscuits. Yeah. You could very easily turn that drop biscuit recipe into a dinner biscuit as well. So I'm telling gotcha. you, uh, here's, my, here's my reason. This reasoning behind this is because this right here, I feel like if I was going to, I would eat more of these than I would well, this. Well, tell the listeners which ones. Oh, more of the drop biscuit than I would this. And not because of the flavors were bad. The flavors were, fan- amazing. were mm-hmm. fantastic on both of them. It's more of a, of a texture thing for me. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. And, and, we, and we brought out some toppings. Like Matt brought, what did you bring? So I have some, some homemade crab apple jelly that my grandma made. Uh, and we didn't want to like skew the results or whatever. So we're going to put those <laughs> on the biscuits for, for enjoyment later. I, think, I don't even think it's needed. Like but, I don't want to put anything on these biscuits. And I am like, like I said, I'm not a big biscuit eater. But both amazing. at the same time. Give me that. Give me that honey. I want to try the crab apple jelly though. Well, let me grab it. Because that's 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 really um. That's really intrigued me. Matt, wow, these this, are fit. both of you guys. This is amazing. These Definitely. biscuits are so good though. They're yours are extremely light and fluffy with that crispy bottom to it and that tang. Um, it is a quintessential 
buttermilk biscuit. Yep. Whereas mine embraces the uh, the butter flavor more. Yeah, yes. it, sure. it, sure. it doesn't have that tang to it. Mm-hmm. Presentation um, wise, Jeremy wins. Yeah, no no question. I totally agree on that. But my favorite thing about Jeremy's was that, like I said, that finishing salt because it's mm-hmm. I oh, wouldn't I, call it a sweet biscuit. It's like buttery, and then you get that that zing of the salt, and it's perfect. If I'm if I had put honey on these two biscuits first, I think Jeremy would have won. Like, oh my god! It's oh per- wow, that is so good. That crab apple jelly. That is mm-hmm. so perfect. That is so perfect. Crab apples like from the tree, like your front yard tree. Yep, that's it. You oh can my eat them. god! Well, so they're very sour right off the tree. You mm-hmm. have and, to and dry, turn like- them into jelly. Yeah, and I have no idea how she does it. Oh, I need pa- to pass that over here. Out. I want to try that. I did not do anything with that. I got you. Matt's homemade crab apple jelly. My, my grandma's. I didn't make it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. For all the listeners out there, for the honey test on the biscuits, Jeremy's takes the cake. Uh, my mine's a little more uh, hmm. substantial. Mats are so light and airy. Mm-hmm. But that, no. That, uh, do you do like uh, bits, biscuits and gravy with those ones too, or do you do a different biscuit? Usually when I'm doing biscuits and gravy, like I said, the whole point behind a drop biscuit is to get the tenderest uh, biscuit possible. If I'm doing biscuits and gravy... I want something that stands up to the gravy a little bit better, so I'll actually roll it out and cut it with a cutter. Mm. This Same recipe, though. It's I like how, like, I've never been a big bread eater. Like, I don't eat plain croissants. I don't so eat plain biscuits. And I meet you guys, and I'm like, <laughs> bread. <laughs> Jeremy's like, I brought a fresh uh, loaf of uh, Magnum sourdough, and I'm, like, slicing it and eating it with just butter. No. Go ahead, Joel. I'm just saying, I keep with for the condiment part, mm-hmm. the jelly and the honey. I keep going back to Jeremy's. Mm-hmm. Well, like Matt said, when he makes his for this purpose, he he would roll them out and um, make them a little more and and cut it with a cutter. That way, it's yeah. it. So what you do when you work uh, any kind of dough that's got flour in it, you create what's called gluten, which is what toughens that dough up and makes it where it can hold on to gas better. So uh, the less gluten you can make in the dough, the tender the final product's going to be. So I would work that dough a little bit more to make it more like what Jeremy's you know, biscuit here is where it stands up to the toppings better. Yeah, where mine gets its rise is from folding it and la- laminating the dough with the butter in there so that it can rise up and then cutting off those edges so it can just freely rise up in the oven. I have thoughts. So how did we get lucky enough to become judges for this? And what other... Say, you guys are the winners. Here, <laughs> <Yeah. not us. laughs> Straight what up. else can we come up with? What other battles can we come up with where we're the amateurs and we allow these professionals to cook for us? Oh, I like that. Liver pate? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we'll, we'll talk about that later. No. Um, hey, if any of you guys have ideas of the next battle, um, please shoot us a DM. Completely delicious, both of you guys. Fantastic. I, and um, I, there, are no, there are no ties. We already said our winner. I think on the raw biscuit thing, you take the cake. I think when it comes to... Matt, you got this one. Yeah. It's so good to hear you say that, Jeremy. All right, br- bring out the liver pate. I got to try Let's it. Let's go. I gotta eat I'm going to go dig it out of the trash right now. We said loser has to eat a spoonful of liver oh, pate. Oh, my gosh. All right, next. It's time for a break. And when we get back, we're going to do some porn on the podcast. Porno podcast. Porn. Porn.
So uh, welcome back from the break, first of all. Uh, second, we're going to be introducing porn on the podcast here in just a minute. Uh, and I'm actually at the table all by myself right now just to let you know the three bourbons that we're going to be tasting. I uh, thought it might be good for you to kind of have a heads up on what these are. Everybody else is still going to be doing the blind tasting, uh, but just so that you can know what they're talking about as they're tasting them, I'm going to go ahead and give you a heads up. So A is Bond and Lillard. Uh, it's a seven-year bourbon. We'll talk more about it later. Uh, B, Rebel Yell 10-year single barrel. And C, Henry McKenna 10-year bottled and bond. So the thing that these three bourbons all have in common is that they're all 100 proof. So we won't run into the thing that we ran into last time, which is where we had some high proof and some low proof. Even though those were all the same mash bill, these are all the same proof. So let's get into it. Okay, so everybody has now stepped back up to the table. Uh, listeners already know what you're about to be drinking, but you guys don't. Uh, so let's go ahead and let you try A and, and get a couple of quick notes, and then we'll move on. All right, number A. A. Smells good. Here we go. A. Yum. I've tasted this before. All right, so let's uh, give B a try real quick. I'm so used to sniffing in the uh, Glen Carnes, it's like hard to sniff in these. <laughs> solo cups? Yes. <laughs> Tiny solo it's like cups. Hints of plastic and rubber. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> No, don't tell me. But my so I would say, let's do this. We didn't talk about this, but before we move on to B, go ahead and decide which is better. Or I'm sorry, before we move on to C, decide which is be- better between A and B. B. All right. I, you don't have to say it. Just, oh, just make a note. That way it'll help you rank them because you may forget what A tastes like by the time you try C. Okay, ready? Yeah. Yep. Let's move on to C. Yeah. yeah. Number C. Oh, this is a heavier pour. All right. That was unintentional. I like it. I, I might have <laughs> spilled more than I got. Come. Are you trying to set me up for a funnier podcast? Yes. Podcast that? two later. Got to chew it. <laughs> I get that chew. That Kentucky chew. Yeah, boy. Mm. We're out here in the fresh air, and like the wind is blowing and stuff a little bit. It's hard to get a good mm-hmm. sniff on these. That's higher proof. That's my thing. That's that's what I'm getting uh, so far. Delicious, Matt. Thank you. All right. I got my notes. Okay. You guys have them ranked. I want to make sure you have them ranked before we reveal what's what. Yeah. 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 Okay. So this week's theme, let me go ahead and tell you this. This week's theme was all 100 proofers. So everything was the exact same proof today. (laughs) So not not necessarily bottled and bond. I know bottled and bond bottles are always 100 proof, uh, but bottled and bond requires some other certifications and stuff. So uh, at least one of today's... One, I can tell you, one of the three was bottled and bond. The other two were not. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so we can we can talk about bottled and bond maybe on another show. Sure. But, all right. A was a bourbon called Bond and Lillard. So it's an old uh, brand that's been resurrected. I'll tell you, it's non-age stated, but it's a seven-year bourbon that comes out of wild turkey. So I hey. think Stacy, you mentioned you had tried it before. I've never tried it before. But we have had wild turkey. Oh, okay. And so okay. <laughs> it's I have pretty tried amazing it. that you picked up on that. Yeah. Okay, you ready yeah. for number two? I'm or, ready. Or B was Rebel Yell 10-year single barrel. Ooh. Oh, I should mention that, that Bond and Lillard goes for $50 uh, MSRP for a 375 milliliter. So it's a very small bottle. Oh. Uh, Rebel Yell 10-year single barrel, I paid $70 for a 750. Uh, it's a weeded bourbon. Obviously, yeah. uh, the first one is not, but Rebel Yell is. I really enjoyed that one. And C is Henry McKenna 10-year bottled and bond. So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that, but it's the $35 mm-hmm. 
bottle, 750. And uh, Henry McKenna actually won Whiskey of the Year at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition in 2019. Well, okay. I'm ready to talk about this all shit. All right, let's all go. Because right, like, that was all this is like super surprising to me. Okay. I want to dive in really quick. I'm going to rank mine on how I, um, what I liked from you know best mm-hmm. to last, whatever. So the one I liked the most, hands down, like there wasn't a comparison, was A. Wow. Okay. Hundred percent. Like from from the nose Uh to the finish, I loved A. I kept wanting to go back to it. Yeah. When I got A to me had like this real buttery smell on the nose. Yep. And then it had a really oaky finish. Okay. And I liked that diff that difference. Very oaky. Yeah. And just just a reminder that was Bond and Lillard, but it's a it's a what they call a non distilling producer, which means they source all of the actual bourbon from somebody else that does distill. And in this case, it was Wild Turkey. Well, that, that's telling me something about my, my flavor preference. Yeah, because you loved the wild turkey one on one on the last mm-hmm. time we did. Love it. me some wild turkey. Yeah. Um, and my, the thing about A was that it wasn't very, it wasn't like creamy, sweet, or caramely. It was like you said, more of an oak finish that it was smooth. But, and but light. that's what I liked is because mm-hmm. when you smelled it, you're like, mm, that's like I, that's all I can think about was buttery. And then when I tasted it, woody. Yeah, yeah. It really just like it was smooth though. Mm-hmm. Oh, very smooth. Was, a, a was my second favorite one, and it's perfect for this sitting. Uh, sitting on the back porch, a nice breeze. Chris. Yeah. Um, it's just a, a light and refreshing bourbon that you could sip on all afternoon. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, it was, yeah, it was my second favorite. Okay. Okay. We still going down? Go. All right. My second favorite was C, the Henry McKinnon. Okay. Um, I really liked the nose on it. When I smelled it, I got raisins and apples out of it. I got a little sweetness mm-hmm. of, off the nose. And then I had a nutty finish mm. is what I was getting on the back end. Now, I'm not saying that's what it's got in it, but that's what I was getting off of. I got like this kind of like a, I don't know, like a pecani type finish. Sure. The, the, the McKenna is tough too because it's a cheap bottle, $35. It's like bottom shelf stuff. But then when it won that award, people started price gouging the crap out of it and it's <laughs> impossible to find. Well, that's the thing though. Just because it's bottom shelf stuff doesn't mean it's bottom shelf bourbon. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and I liked it because when I was trying, when I actually, when I was nosing it, I was getting something. Mm-hmm. The one that I was most excited about, like that you had told me about before, yep. was my least favorite. That's that was a my bummer, favorite. man. It is that a bummer. And maybe that's because of the, I don't know, the solo cups, but I when I, I was nosing it and I couldn't get anything. I could I not wonder, get a smell out of it. It could be because, so Rebel Yell is a weeded bourbon. Yeah. And the other two were not. So it could be that you were missing that spiciness after maybe if I had put the Rebel Yell first, you would have liked it better. Maybe or in a Glencairn. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe that's it. But um, you know, I, I said light smell, light finish. I couldn't put my my I couldn't put my finger on the, the flavor profile yeah. or, or the finish of it. I mean, it was mm. good. Don't get me wrong, but everything about it just seemed like really light compared yeah. to the robustness of the other two. Okay, so you said A C B. Correct. Um, I think each one of us have a different favorite one here, which is kind of interesting. Um, my order would be uh, C-A-B. Wow. Um, and Ew. the Henry McKenna was my favorite. Um, it was incredibly viscous, the way it coated the yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the inside of your mouth. Thick. I love that. But at the same time, it was incredibly smooth, Yeah. Um, which I really enjoyed. It finished. Uh, there was almost no heat on the back end. It was just um, an incredibly, uh, uh, I just love the experience of it. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was by far my favorite one. Um, I was at a toss-up between A and B. I liked the, lighter, the lightness of A. Um, um, 
but C was just something completely different. I, I love that. Interesting. I'm with you on that. The C laid on the tongue really well. Yeah, the whole my whole mouth was just uh, coated in it, and, and you, you you tasted it for a while afterwards. I didn't even take like a uh, a sip of topo afterwards. I, I just enjoyed that. Enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. And I disagree with that because I was I was really tough going between C and B as my favorite. I thought it was going to be C, but then I just had a lingering burn from that one. And I felt like B was a lot more comfortable of like an everyday drink for me. It was very comforting. Um, B, was. which was the Rebel Yell, the 10-year. Um, <laughs> the $70 bottle. Instantly, yeah, <laughs> I know. Instantly had a vanilla mouthfeel. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. that when you're sitting by a fire, you want that. It warmed me up. It was super smooth. Yet it didn't have that tingly burn. It was sweet and creamy. Um, the C, the Henry McKenna, the cheaper one, I got all of that from. More caramel, more creamy, and it was delicious, but I had a lot of tingle. I had a lot of burn. And as for A, like Jeremy said, um, that was the uh, Bond and Lillard. That's more of a crisp. It was very light. I felt like it was kind of watery. Did not have any of those caramely, creamy, vanilla notes that I like, mm. but it did have that woody finish. And for me, like on a warm day like today, that I could sip that all day long. So but, your, yours was B, C, and then A. B, C, A. Which is exactly, that's exactly my same ranking, which yeah. is B, C, A. Yep, that's mm. fine. Which is crazy because I love wild turkey. Uh, and maybe maybe it's skewed because I knew what was in the cups. Sure. <laughs> that was what I thought. So. I really enjoyed that Rebel Yell. So one thing I love to do is after I drink a, a glass of bourbon or a little sniffer of bourbon, is I leave my glass sitting out and I'll go back to it. And I'll, th- those aromas that are really stuck to the side of the can or mm. the can, side of the glass. Bourbon in a can. It's like wine in a box. It's right? called Pap's Blue Ribbon. <laughs> now, uh, but no, I, the. The, the aromas that are they're stuck to the side of the glass, man, it's a, it's fantastic. You're not yeah. getting that alcohol punch. You're getting all the aromas of the bourbon. Yeah. I just went back to the B glass, and it's now I tasted a drop. I'm still not getting that flavor I want out of it, mm. but the smell is fantastic. Now, is Rebel Yell this tenure? Is that like easily Ooh. available at most liquor stores? So I have never seen it out before, it's and then bad. I went to my regular place uh, just to see what they had on the shelf, did the whole mask thing and everything, and went in, and they had six of them on the shelf, oh. and so I grabbed two, because uh-huh. I had never seen it, and I'd heard good things, mm-hmm. um, and I will tell you, though, that the Rebel Yell tenure is also a single barrel, so if you pick up a bottle, it may not taste exactly like uh, this. Of no, course. I always I, like the ones that are, like, rare, and yeah. I can't go and get them. <laughs> that you can never replicate. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'll Sorry, say- I have, like, Jeremy's Flaky Biscuit. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll oh, say uh, the Rebel Yell B was my least favorite. Uh, not that it was bad or anything. It was uh, you know these are all fantastic bourbons. But I'll say that one had the most depth of flavor to it. Um, it mm-hmm. had that those caramel notes that you smelled immediately, and, and the depth of flavor that it had to it was uh, was very good. Yep, it was so, sweet. I thought it would be interesting. So since you, you, I'm sorry, Matt. You were yeah. what was your order again? C A B. Okay. All right. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed them all. I would uh, I would be happy to sit down with a bottle of any of these. Um, you know, it's it's minor, minor, minor. Yeah. So things. the takeaway here is that you can't go wrong with any of the three. Nope. Oh, Since we all have different ones picked as our favorites. We're not <laughs> drinking shitty bourbon, bro. You know what I mean? Like, but, I, I think that's going to be the takeaway from every porn on the podcast. That's true. Um, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> every one of these was was good, but ah, that's disappointing. Like when you texted me the other day, I really want you to try this. Yeah. I was. Really hoping that it was going to be like mind blowing for me. Yeah, I was hoping that too. But you know what? When I'm going, it back- was for me, Matt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Stacy. When I'm going back and sniffing the glasses that are empty, yeah. um, B does have the most depth on the, on the nose. But hmm. I might have to try some more later. Yeah. Ooh, tobacco. 
You get that at all? I do not have an advanced sniffer like you Ooh, guys do. tobacco -y. Hey, backer. Cool. You want to roll us to a break? Yeah, let's go ahead and take a break. We're going to try to sober up a little bit <laughs> and uh, drink some water. And on the other side, we got some cool stuff to talk about. I don't have the outline in front of me, so I can't tell you what it is. Uh, Rapid fire questions. Rapid fire. Hey, -oh. Rapid fire. Questions. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you then. guys we are back from the break and we are going to jump right into your favorite section the section you guys just come here to uh, enjoy my rapid fire question all right guys today we've been baking we've been having biscuits we've been having bourbon that is the theme for these questions i just realized how southern this episode is biscuits and bourbon biscuits southern. and bourbon tell yeah. me about it let's go Bake and baking yeah sorry to interrupt your flow jeremy Pern on the podcast let's go <laughs> all right guys we will go Joel, Stacy, Matt. Let's do this. First question. Hit me. Weight or volume? Joel. Volume. Stacy. Usually volume, but I've been switching to weight lately. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. Matt. Wait. All, they, all day long. I don't the, know what, what the hell are we talking about. Yeah, last how, night how we did my grams. Oh. We, did, we did our. We saw how that turned out. I got you. Yeah. Liver pate <laughs> with grams. <laughs> weight sucks. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Next question. What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Joel. 15 miles an hour. Stacy. 12 miles an hour. Matt. Is this Price is Right rules? Is it like closest without going over? If yeah. that's the case, 11 miles an hour. Actually, it's a reference to Monty Python's uh, Search for the Holy Grail, oh, but none of you guys got it. Oh, bummer. <laughs> Sorry. European or African swallow? Well, I don't know. <laughs> All right, Flip next me. question. Favorite brand of flower? Joel. King Arthur. Stacy. King Arthur. Matt, you made me a believer. King Arthur. It used to be White Lily, and you, you've switched you switched my preferences. We'll save that discussion for when we do our bread podcast. I, yeah, yeah. I really don't give a shit. I just know that's your favorite brand. Private though. selection. Yeah, that, you don't it. want me to yell at you. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Uh, that's yeah. it. Private selection over here. <laughs> Home milled flour. Uh, that, my mother-in-law actually does that. So we'll get into it later. Anyways, how do you take your coffee? Joel. Black. Stacy. Half and half only. There you go. Matt? I'll take it however I can get it. Hey, that's it. That's what she said. That's, hey <laughs> that's an answer. Yep. Would you run with the bulls in Barcelona, Spain? Joel? Yes. Stacy? Mm-mm. Matt? No, I'd watch from the side. You, we would all watch Joel get trampled. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm fast as shit. Speed of a mongoose. <laughs> Baked goods. Ooh. Do you go sweet or savory? Joel? Sweet. Stacy? We usually go sweet. Huh? Savory all day. Right? Savory all day. In your opinion, does Bigfoot use an underground oven like a barbacoa to avoid detection <laughs> in the woods when he is baking <laughs> baked treats? Joel. If I was in his Bigfoot shoes, I would say yes. Makes sense. Stacy. No, I think I've seen him squatting by a fire a few times, so. That's like grilling, though. I'm talking about like bacon. Like when he's making biscuits for like biscuits and gravy and stuff, do you think he uses an underground oven or like some sort of above ground contraption? I think he's above ground, like in a in a cave in the side of a mountain. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Makes sense. I think, yeah, he's wrapping it with banana leaves and putting it underground the and covering it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I yeah. no, there's yep. no Bigfoot where they can get nanner leaves. <laughs> no, they're up there with the spruces. <laughs> he's ordering it from Amazon. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Amazon is based in the Pacific Northwest, so he probably has like one day shipping. You're, you're you know? right in the warehouse after hours. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, that is uh, our final question is no. Um, are Reload Rub's greatest season of all time? Joel. Am I the greatest pate maker of all time? <laughs> no. You keep that giving us- That is not good for the brand. Yeah. I guess you're right. <laughs> that is not good at all. I didn't come into this with one preloaded. Maybe inverse that. Are you the worst pate maker of all time? There you go. Yes. I absolutely. Like, absolutely, yes. <laughs> That's well, a we great get behind. One. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Stacey? Really, really turned it around there. Do cats have climbing gear? hey <laughs> Get it? Because they have claws? Uh, I'm just going to say yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, Boo. one day we'll Boo. all get creative with that. Yeah. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of our rapid-fire questions for tonight. And I think that brings us to the end of this beautiful, beautiful episode. It yeah. does. And That's what it. a great episode it was. Like, Southern comfort at its finest. You got yeah. biscuits. Mm-hmm. We didn't we have had, any SoCo. I know, but the, it, the, <laughs> that is the comfort of the South. Biscuits and creamy bourbon. Mm. I actually heard that Southern Comfort is a flavored whiskey. It doesn't actually it's a liqueur. Have... It's a liqueur. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a whiskey flavored liqueur. Yep. I like how it's I try whiskey. to end. I always try to like I hammer that stuff. In ease high us out of the podcast, and then it <laughs> who, who didn't <laughs> goes into another topic. I know. Sorry. Yep. Well, All you're right, the one guys. who brought up Soko. Listen, there's men at there's men at the table. Okay. Okay. We yeah. got we got whiskey and bourbon and things to talk about. <laughs> I had a I got a belly full of biscuits and a badass mouth. If you guys want to continue <laughs> listening to us, ep- new episodes every Tuesday. Follow us at That Reload Podcast on Instagram. You can follow all of our individual pages. Joel is at That Reload Life. Jeremy at The Kitchen White Law. Matt at Barbecue and myself. Typically, you can find me at Reload Rub or my personal page at That Reload Wife. So make sure you guys subscribe. Tune in every Tuesday. Review, comment, whatever. Just let us know how we're doing. We love y'all. Love you. Subscribe. See ya. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that what you're I saying? I just want something like that. Hey, speaking to the mic, just so we can do a test real quick. Levels, speaking levels. To the mic for a test. Make Stacy need to go. Does she need to go up? Stacy always needs to go up. Hello. No, down. <laughs> it could just be your headphones need to go down a little. <laughs> ho ho ho! You and me, little brown jug. How I love thee. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my kids li- love the uh, the Chicos. Uh, Except for Corbin just spits directly into it. <laughs> it's um, like it's like Jay's uh, blowing into the pack and heat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are we judging on? What categories? Presentation. Oh, just what you prefer. <laughs> presentation. Yeah, presentation should weigh heavily. <laughs> Preference. <laughs> Preference and flavor. No, no. That's all weighed towards flaky biscuits. <laughs> No, my preferences drop. 
yeah, but the categories are all the way towards flavor. Fun. Really goes in my um, my direction, so uh, that, that, that'll go against I you. I think we just talk rather than love well, your you favorite. Whatever you want to do, yeah. Just what what do you prefer? What do you like about each? What do you not like about each? L- level of mushiness. That's one you could probably win. Tenderness is, is the <laughs> term I prefer. Tenderness. <laughs>